0: Strapped in the trenches, making moves, going all out. Every day, handle business. You know that the hustle don't stop. Got my team, let's get it. Reviewing books and talk stocks. Steady, keep it moving. So you gon' wanna tune in. Get low down. It's an app, get local food on demand. Delivery right to your home. Everything in the palm of your hand. Took hard work and dedication. Come through, join the conversation. This is history up in the making.
1: We just wanna be an inspiration. Hey, let's go. Welcome to another episode. We are live, uh, bootstrapped in the trenches. Got the whole crew today. We have uh, guest Max Lerner coming on in 30 minutes. This is the beauty of technology, guys, and social networks, which you know I'm always a big fan of, the right ones. I met Max through Lunch Club, which for those of our viewers that don't know, it's a platform that allows you to just connect with strangers for a virtual meeting which has been a cool way during the pandemic to connect with strangers. I've, I've gone, I'm, I'd say I've had like a dozen of them. I know Corey, Jeff Dorman loves it. I connected him on there. Uh, it's just a cool way to get FaceTime with people when you might be feeling isolated. I know we're always remote with our team. It's kind of cool to just connect from random person and you're not always going to get someone that you're like really pumped about in an industry that is pertinent, but you know you walk in you meet all walks of life and sometimes you meet some really interesting people. so it's a cool platform, kind of similar to clubhouse, but not really because it's you know funneled with one person. so you have one on one time, almost like a LinkedIn with a video where it's just like randomizer.
0: That's cool. I like that a lot.
1: yeah, Corey, I hey. think I sent it to you
0: yeah, you did so, I mean didn't haven't we interviewed a few people? from lunch club at this point, or was
1: that no, not actually? Ex- yeah, we have good point, Corey. Well, we did indirectly. So someone I interviewed with on lunch club, and this is what's cool too, is we know the power of network and this to me, I hate networking quote unquote events, but I like when you have the one-on-one interaction because both people are trying to get to know each other and find out what they're all about. So that's different to me than being at a broad networking event. I think it's really more effective this way. And yeah, you're dead on Corey. One of our guests, one of uh, my clubhouse guests, Lisa that I had was on with connected us to two of the life coaches that we had back to back a few weeks ago.
0: It's funny, speaking of like just how much we, I think we all hate networking events in person. I'll never, like, I specifically remember, Mike, you couldn't go for whatever reason, but me and Dan went to, it was just at a bar in Denver, and we went with, like, I think Camille and one of her friends, and it was yeah. a networking event, and literally it was just a bar where people were just drinking. Nothing was happening. We literally yeah. got nothing from it, you know, had a good But time again, left. I think
1: we, you know, and it's one of those things with networking, it's like anything in life, kind of like inbound marketing, where when you really want someone's attention, it can't be done. It's almost like you have to be crafty, right? That's the world we yeah. live in. And to get someone's undivided attention. That's why I love the funnel where it's like, Oh, utilizing a, a platform for that to then be able to talk. And, you know, there's a vested interest for both parties because you're connect, you're purposely going into it, you know, scheduling a time to talk. And I've had a couple right. on here that's annoying where they won't show up and they're like, Oh, can we reschedule? It's like, why did you not tell me this weeks ago? That drives me nuts.
2: Hold on, at least
1: a, give me a day heads up. I know it's not like a doctor's appointment, but still I'm on there waiting. And then someone's like, Oh, sorry about that. After the fact, I don't want to reschedule with that person.
2: Um, yeah, I was going to bring up how Instagram started their live rooms, but should we address this comment and just kind of see if we can get more feedback from,
1: uh, sure. Why not? Of, would uh, love Graham. to hear your feedback, Brian. Sorry to hear that. You've had some issues clearly would, you know, Love to address this and figure out if we can help fix this. Obviously, you know all, every delivery service has their hiccups with long delivery times when things are busy, or whether it's because of bad weather, the pandemic. It doesn't matter what the excuse is. When people are hungry and they have a bad experience, naturally it gets escalated because yeah. No, Brian, we'd to love to. Happen.
0: Brian, if you reach out to us directly, we'd love to make it right and try to give you a better experience and. You know, hook you up, make sure you have a good experience. If you want to reach out to us at help, H E L P at Lodell.com, Mike, Dan, or I will reach out to you and we'll ensure, you know, we fix any past issues and get you rocking on your next order. Um, I don't know. Was he able to to hear that?
2: Well, I I mean, I'm
0: assuming he's watching it on Facebook Live,
1: no? Well,
2: yeah, I I don't know if he was during that moment, but. I thought it was interesting how you were going to just dive into the delivery experience in general, Mike. Like, I feel like we never talk about that. And for customers who might be watching or listening, obviously we showcase this live on our fan pages, but it is important to address. It's one of those things where it ultimately boils down to supply and demand, and we try and onboard as many drivers as we can to get out on the roads and take the deliveries, similar to all the other companies out there. And the problem is there's certain times of the day where sometimes you'll just have way more orders that come in than you typically have during that time. And for the amount of drivers that you come on, it might cause a little bit of backup. And that's where I feel like sometimes there's just like a misconception about what goes on behind the scenes with delivery. It's a really straight up one two three step process where an order comes in it gets dispatched to an available driver and all the companies that are in the space have similar technology where it'll notice who the quickest and most available driver is in that area close to the restaurant and it'll send the order to that driver and like i just said the problem is if you have 20 orders and five drivers there needs to be some moving around and some pieces that move around and that's like what happens depending on what market he was ordering from. But when you're talking about Boulder or Bloomington or some of the markets we're really busy in during dinner, oftentimes you get a hundred orders in an hour and we're doing our best to hire as many drivers as possible. And that's why we're always recruiting drivers and trying to get as many drivers as we can. But ultimately there's not enough drivers, even if you had 80, that would make every experience seamless when it comes to delivery. Like there's always going to be a hiccup and that's where ultimately when it happens, we just try and step in and make it right. Whether it's with a refund or credit or free food, depending on the situation, like we know that it's not going to be hundred percent perfect, but I feel like it's an important thing to
1: talk about. And, and no one's hundred percent perfect. I'll even say to our viewers, like I, you know, I live in places we don't operate in and use our competitors frequently They'll be fine most of the time, but then there's random times they're awful. It's yeah. like anything; it's a numbers game where you have enough experiences. No matter who you're using, it happens. Like we all have had bad delivery experiences, and if we were telling you we were perfect, we'd be completely full of shit. Yeah, it's and really honestly, cool most of the time, yeah, yeah.
0: eight out of times, eight out of ten times, we're, we're doing a really good job. There's obviously always bumps in the road. But I even ordered from a a direct delivery, I ordered from a restaurant directly in New York city, which is really easy to deliver. And an hour and a half went by, I called the restaurant. They couldn't find their driver, um, literally just no driver. So they're like, we'll remake the food and we'll send it to you. Took about another 45 minutes or like two hours, over two hours in. The first delivery driver comes, ends up coming and drops off my food. It was disgusting. It was the original delivery. And then the other guy came, so I got two orders, one I had to just throw in the trash. But it's like, even for a restaurant who does it directly where that streamlines, they're making the food, they have a driver there and they go and deliver it, there's still problems with that. So there's always issues no matter what.
1: Yeah, because at the end of the day, there's always aberrations with human behavior one-off individually with how often they order delivery. If it wasn't the case, this would not never be a problem. But every company has that same problem humans are not ordering no matter how much we are of creatures of habit, things change randomly short term with stuff where you might be ordering every Tuesday a pizza until something else happens in your life, you know, and then things shuffle around. That's a big deal. Those little things. So yeah. that's where it's tough. I think food delivery is the toughest challenge with that more than anything.
2: Oh uh, yeah. Especially when there's situations like a week and a half ago when we had that cold front and it lasted for about a week is naturally when there's a cold front or when it snows or when it rains. Like anytime there's severe weather, that's when most of the people that don't typically order delivery come out and order delivery. So the volume goes up like crazy. And that's also when your average driver doesn't necessarily feel comfortable out on the roads. If you know if there's advisors or warning advisors saying not to be outside because it's below temperatures or there's too much snow on the ground or there's too much rain, it's gonna impact your visibility. Yeah. So like the time periods when we get the most amount of orders sometimes happens to be the time periods where drivers, you know, just don't feel safe out on the roads. And then we're dealing with that. A lot more orders, a lot less drivers. So not to boy. mention
0: the, the restaurants are also bombarded because that's usually when they're busiest with deliveries in general. And they might have their own drivers or utilize B-time menus or Lodella or whatever service. So they're bombarded. The kitchen's backed up. And it just, it's a domino yeah. effect.
1: I think it's also everyone, it's hard to keep in mind when you're not running one of these services, but delivery is still not, it's a novel thing still. It's not like it's a hundred years old, you know, like actual restaurant delivery. When you think about it, I know Domino's perfected pizza delivery, what, 40, 50 years ago, but these, a lot of these restaurants that do delivery now, they do it out of necessity. They have to. But are they? Meant I this was, Some of them or not, and I think that's part of the problem too.
0: I thought this was really interesting. Just you brought up Domino's. Did you see that they on their earnings report they said that they have not ever made a single dollar on de- on a delivery ever? They make all their money on to go orders, wow, and man. it's obviously because they employ the drivers, um, you know, directly. But they when I came out said they've never made a single dollar on delivery.
1: That's insane. pretty nuts. That is nuts. I, I, it might what be you a little misleading. Carter, and, if they never did delivery, they never would have been able to become Domino's. Exactly. That's their marketing. Definitely.
0: That's their gimmick. That's their thing. And it might be a little misleading. You don't mm-hmm. know if there's, they maybe they make profit off the actual product and they're just saying, well, we don't make money off the actual delivery because they pay the driver.
1: But I ordered
0: Domino's yeah. like two weeks ago. Their delivery fee is 6 Like I find it hard to believe they wow. don't make any it's like they get you with all these coupons 599 for, for, you know, any item and then 699 delivery. It's a lot.
2: I wonder if that's a New York thing or if they're just up in their delivery these everywhere. Yeah, I also, I gas is getting so expensive. It's literally like doubled in the last month. I'm wondering. And that's what they
0: say. They pay for the gas for the drivers. There's like A bunch of incentives. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I'm wondering if so, we're going to see if the delivery fees get jacked up with our competitors or even, you know, with Uber and Left because how much gas. I mean, they, mean, they
1: really don't have a choice.
2: I, you would think, unless they want to just throw away more money and eat the cost, which it wouldn't I don't shock think think so.
1: Yeah, I think that reaches a point with that where it's like, okay, now we're all public and, you know, consolidation's happening. We need to make money.
2: Yeah, I agree.
1: So that, and that, it goes back to also deliveries, convenience. If you don't want to pay a delivery fee, go pick up the food. Thank so
2: that,
1: that's really, I've done that a lot too, yes. over the years is get pickup, good exercise, go work up an appetite. There's great take. I always also like, it feels fresh takeout. I like
2: I, it. I've been liking takeout more than delivery. Lately. And, yeah, so. and take- I, with the fresh factor, like did the other night we ordered sushi delivery. And I also live in a place where our service isn't because our service is limited in college towns right now. And it took it like over an hour and twenty minutes for them to even assign a driver to my order. It was brutal. Wow. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, that's the thing. There's no if there's no demand consistently, they don't have drivers. Isn't it
2: crazy how? Not to completely change subject, but I don't know if you guys brought it up on the last hangout, but literally, like in the last month, this whole Clubhouse, now Instagram spaces and Twitter chat rooms. Like this whole new thing is just happening and it's blowing up in front of us. It's, it's actually really cool. I love it. Like, I, have you guys, I'm Mike, I know you introduced me to Clubhouse, but have you guys messed around with the ones on Twitter and Instagram at all? I haven't messed around. I read a lot about it. I know
0: Twitter is like getting blasted for being late to the game once again. I don't know if I agree with that. It seems like they adapted pretty quick. They definitely right.
2: have to be quick. And they have, like, the thing with Twitter is the people who already use Twitter already have the following. So if they're able to reach their audience and do some sort of chat room through the following that they already have, there's sure. just going to be no need for them to get on Clubhouse anyway. Even though I think Clubhouse is also going to buy them. I mean, like, that company's going to probably get bought for who knows how much money.
1: Facebook will probably buy them. They
2: yeah. should. And yeah. I'm sure they've been trying to behind closed doors. Probably. But yeah. you know,
1: well, yeah, those th- it's cool. That whole thing is kind of stemmed from everyone being shut down. Yeah,
0: exactly. Right. I, I am really here to stay. Yeah, you think so? I I'm curious to see how that goes in the future. I, I think
2: it's awesome. Like when you were talking about at the beginning of this conversation, how we all sort of hate networking events. To me, this is like a cooler way to feel like you're a part of something, even though you can kind of do it from the comfort of your own home. And you know what I mean? Like, I actually think it's really cool.
0: I mean, it is really cool, and I'd prefer to do it, but I'm just curious when people have less time to sit at home and they're like want to be out and about and doing things. Who has time for all these? There's so much damn content everywhere. Well, I think from- you'll
1: weed out like anything, you'll have the good stuff stick around that people right. talk to that they're actually they'll they'll that's what they'll do. They'll see who's actually tuning into certain rooms consistently. And if there's not enough they're not going to really exist. So
2: yeah. I definitely get like content overload anxiety where I feel like I'm missing out on content that I need to be seeing. I think and it's
1: about what sparks your interest, like that you just flock to where it's you specifically go after something like golf, for example, you know, where you see, Oh, I love golf. What's going on in here. Even
2: TV shows though. Like I've been watching the Sopranos. Great show. I love it. Best show ever. Best show ever. And at this point, I've been watching it for like three or four months. I'm almost in season five. And part of me is sitting there and I'm like, damn, am I like missing out on all these other shows that everyone's talking about? (laughs) It's just content overload anxiety. It's a thing. Yeah, yeah. Like even Mike, you tell me like Sunday night, there's some clubhouse chat about stocks and I've never been on there and it just sounds like a cool thing, but there's just all these different things that it's (laughs) not. you throw yeah. like podcasts
1: into the mix obviously there's just so much shit in such a little time so, exactly and that that's why i think we'll see like good curated content start being rewarded like twitter clearly is highlighting they're going to start doing we'll see more facebook will be doing that with the way they're set up for video we'll, we'll just see way more of these companies rewarding people to create stuff for them
0: is it, conj-, conj still not on obviously he is not on. So, let me break down this uh this shot. I think people will find it interesting. Oh yeah. Because about a year ago, you guys literally were asking me questions when I had COVID. Now it's a year later, and I just got the shot, which is kind of crazy. Hello. But um, I feel terrible. Like I'm just starting to feel better. But it, I feel like the first day before I found out I had COVID, like my legs are killing me. I had a headache, that went away. Then I got the body aches. I haven't ate all day. Like even coffee's making me nauseous. I can only drink water. I can't hold down anything. And they said like, you could get the symptoms for one day. But, you know, I don't know. My, my dad had both shots of Moderna and he was fine. He didn't get anything. I just have terrible luck, I guess, with this COVID stuff. But I have Pfizer shot. So anyone out there, you might get some symptoms on your first shot. But also the process of it, it felt straight out of a movie. You like enter a huge event center, at least for me, and it was just like, everything's on like speaker, you like in this like computerized voice, like move forward, please get your phones out. Uh, <laughs> and it, the whole thing just felt, felt exactly like a simulation. It was so weird.
2: That's
1: crazy. Wow. Well, hopefully uh, you'll be feeling back to a hundred percent here quickly. It's cool though yeah. how
2: quickly people are getting the vaccine. Like I know a bunch of people now that have gotten it.
1: Totally. Yeah. I mean, there, there must've been at least 5,000 people there when I went yesterday. Like yeah. it was nuts. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it'll be, I'd say back to normal by summer. Definitely. Yeah, without a doubt. So that's exciting. Yeah. And yeah, I think for all of us, too, is being able to, for our business, the guerrilla marketing aspect and connecting with people in the community, giving them free food, getting to know them, because that, that's what distinguishes us from these big players is. We're human. There's no, and you know, we joke around about it, but these big companies are really robots.
0: Oh, yeah. Again, back to oh. penny pickups, setting those up where people feel comfortable about picking it up in store and having a line outside.
1: Yeah. Maybe we could provide social distancing stickers. I mean, yeah, we
0: should. I mean, I know. That's not going to be a thing now. I think it'll still be a it thing, might. maybe. I don't know. Yeah,
1: I could see restaurants sticking to that for, like, to-go lines. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I still feel like it'll be another year when they're able to not do that. You know, I don't know that. Yeah, it's hard to
1: to know how that's going to look. Yeah. Because it's not like the COVID. It'll be like the annual flu type of thing. There he is, Parker Pennington. Parker, what's up, buddy?
3: Hello, everybody, and welcome to this
1: episode of...
3: Win Mike Rowland's lunch. Who's going to win the lunch today? Is it going to be Dan, Corey, or is Mike going to defend it? Let's find out. How are we doing, everybody?
1: Conjure, internet's kind of spotty today. There's How are we doing? China. Dan,
3: Mike, how's it going?
1: You have to tell Eduardo. Is it out really? of yeah, on. Eduardo needs to fix that internet.
3: Hold Parker. on. Let me go yell at an intern real quick.
1: Quizmaster Sean, getting ready for his Jeopardy days. Carter. Penlington, Parker Penlington. All right,
2: I hear you making a
3: Jeopardy. I just yelled at my time traveling scientist to fix our connection. How are we doing now? Uh, we're doing Let's good,
0: help. Parker. We can hear you.
3: Well, that's going to have to be good enough. Let's get it rolling, Corey. Are we doing good today? Doing great, Parker. Thank you. <laughs> Fantastic. I'm actually, I'm actually Your category terrible. Ah, oh, well. Maybe you'll turn it around with a couple of these questions here. Let's see what we can do. Your categories are facts for facts are for nerds. Dumb ways to die. Candy, Dan, Shaquille O'Meal, don't chicken out and 10 pound coconuts. I'm going to go dumb ways
0: to die, but I think uh, the candy for Dan segment should just be called candy.
3: Well, it, Two of the categories today are based off of stripper names Dan used to have in the early 2000s, and that happens to be one of them, Candy Dan. Okay, I like that. I did go by Candy Dan for for years in
2: the early (laughs) 2000s.
3: To his best customers, Candy Dandy, actually. Your question is, President Zachary Taylor died from foodborne illness at a picnic. What contaminated food killed him? Was it beef? Cabbage, fish, or milk. I'm gonna go with cabbage. He's going with cabbage, is he right? Oh, I'm sorry. It's actually milk. milk. It's milk. Zachary it's, Taylor 12th eats president? milk at
1: a at a picnic. Well, that's why I killed him. That's why people don't do it anymore. Well, you don't right eat food at a diner, you know? Yeah, you don't. Know.
3: Exactly. Dan, last week's champion. How are we doing this week? I'm
2: feeling confident. I think I'm going to go two for two.
3: Let's yeah. find out. I hope to see it happen. A little round of applause for our last week's winner here. Your categories are Facts are for Nerds, Candy Dandy, Shaquille O'Meal, <laughs> Don't Chicken Out, and 10-pound coconuts.
1: Shaquille O'Meal. Shaquille... Parker trapped Dan on this one. I knew he knew he was going to take him.
3: Oh, yeah, Shaquille O'Neal. I don't know. Let's find out. Uh, what is Shaq's favorite food? Is it pizza, mac and cheese, and ice cream?
1: What was the third one?
2: Second and third. What are the second and third?
3: Is, is my time traveling device working here? Well, <laughs> what are the second and third options? Mac like and cheese and, and bacon. I'm going to go with ice cream ice cream and that is incorrect
1: the right answer ah what's going on here with parker penlington <laughs> i
2: know we've never had issues with his internet
1: so. yeah this is a first for parker i think someone it might be the cat is
2: parker operating
1: from a different place perhaps maybe it's yeah of- he's on 90s wi-fi oh uh, thanks for joining us appreciate it we go live every monday at 5 p.m eastern um, well, actually, 4.30 Eastern. So Parker is off.
4: He's Ryan, in.
1: thanks for tuning in. We usually have a game show right before a guest. And Parker is our buddy from growing up that hosts this. <laughs> and he is back. Here we All go. right.
3: Let's try again here, folks. We're 0 for 2 today between Dan and Corey. Mike, you're up. Your categories are Facts for Nerds uh candy dandy don't chicken out and 10 pound coconuts
2: 10 pound coconuts hold on before you ask the question what was shaquille o'neal's favorite meal
3: oh it was mac and cheese sorry dan you missed that one mac and cheese uh 10 pound coconuts for all those who were paying attention earlier is the other stripper name dan used to go by at a <laughs> hawaiian-themed <laughs> strip club called uh, get laid um <laughs> 10 pound coconuts, which one of these is not a use for coconut oil? It's
2: actually a great name for a male stripper, 10 pound coconuts. Oh well, yeah.
3: at Elias. Uh, alias. You, you drove him wild is what I hear based on the Yelp reviews. Uh, three and a half stars. 10 pound coconuts, which of these is not a use for coconut oil? Is it leather polish? diaper rash cream, deodorant, or sunscreen, which is not a use? What was the first one? Leather polish. Can you just repeat all the answers? Leather polish, diaper rash cream, deodorant, and sunscreen.
1: Wow. I've used it for all. I feel like that would be a diaper rash cream.
3: Oh, it's, which one is not one of the uses? Three of these
1: are a use. The first one again, Conch? Leather polish. Leather polish. I'm going with leather leather polish there. Leather polish,
3: and I'm sorry, it can be used as leather polish, but not as sunscreen.
1: It's the longest we've gone. So not as sunscreen. Though. What no are you talking about? about Corey, you're gonna coconut oil sunscreen?
3: You're gonna bake like a chicken if you put coconut oil <laughs> on yourself and sit in the sun. <laughs> I Wait, promise you, please don't do me it. Doing that to tan up,
0: baby oil.
1: Oh, yeah. If you want to, if you want to get dark. It definitely works. It's just probably not healthy. <laughs> see, I just tricked myself because that has nothing to do with suntan lotion. That's clearly the opposite.
3: Uh, well, at halftime here, we're all tied at zero. Who's going to turn it around? I Let's got fix- this,
1: Conch. Come on.
3: My- all right, Mike's got this. Let's see him do it. First up is Corey for Redemption. Corey, which category are you looking at here? Is it Faxer for Nerds, Candy Dandy, and Don't Chicken Out?
0: You know what, Parker uh, surprised
3: me. I'm gonna surprise you. Um, shit, let's go with facts are for nerds. Let's beat up some Appreciate nerds that. right now. Nutritional facts were first developed to combat misleading health claims on food products like low fat. What year did nutritional <laughs> facts become legally
2: required? Can't Never a part of that. What's that I feel like it was later on? I said, didn't Kathy Rowland have a big part of that? Oh, big time. Was (laughs) it
3: 1961,
0: 1973,
3: 1982, or 1990? I'm going to say 1990. I feel like it was recently. Good guess for Corey. 1990 is correct. Well, effing done. Absolutely. Damn. Corey is pumped. Dan, can you keep up or are you gonna eat something disgusting?
2: I feel like I can almost give Corey a hint there by telling him that my mom was fine.
3: You might have, she was very active in the early 90s. Yeah. Your categories are Candy Dandy and Don't Chicken Out.
2: I'm gonna do Don't Chicken Out.
3: Don't Chicken Out. According to Statista.com, how many total chickens are estimated to be alive in the world currently? Is it 3 billion, 14 billion, 26 billion, or 44 billion?
2: That is such a tough question. Um, Let me think about this for a second. Give me the answers again
3: 3 billion, 14 billion, 26 billion, or 44 billion.
2: It's such a funny question. I, there's no way. There's 44. I actually, actually, I'm starting to think.
1: Wow, Farco's really, got him stomped.
2: Yeah, he really does. What was the second choice?
3: 14 billion, twice as many as there are humans. That sounds reasonable, Dan. It really
0: does. So 14, 44. What are the
3: other two? Three and 26.
2: It's either twenty six or forty four, I believe, and I'm gonna really have to go with the second choice.
3: Fourteen billion. Yeah, fourteen billion is. Oh, I'm sorry. It's actually twenty six billion. There's a wow. lot of it's fucking Jenkins. Of laughing, so <laughs> Parker, Thanks
0: Twitter, Twitter Twitter's, Twitter's going nuts here.
3: They said it's actually twenty
2: five point nine. Oh uh, wow.
3: Well, we round up here at uh, Win Mike Rollins Lunch because we don't pay our interns enough.
2: I almost want to redo there. Mike tricked me. Where is Marie when you need her? Mike tricked me on that
1: one.
2: Yeah. I, I was about to say that. I was reasoning. That's what that. I do, Dan. And then Mike like started laughing as if I had to pay right
1: off. You know it.
3: Well, let's see if uh, you can at least come in tied for last, Mike. That's, I don't know, that's, that's a shit ton of chickens. To that, that. That's a lot of fucking chickens. That's yeah. A lot of
2: chicken.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if they decide to turn on us, I think we'd be done for. So <laughs> let's hope <laughs> they don't. Someone
1: should make a movie about that, that would be a chicken or egg situation. It <laughs> indeed would. <laughs> we got Max coming on, so give me the tiebreaker here, Conch.
3: The tiebreaker is. Uh, uh I don't. know. ten pound coconut. No, nope, not that. Nope. Candy Dandy, according to. U.S. Food and News World Report, which country eats the most candy per capita? Is it the U.S., Turkey, Germany, or Switzerland?
1: Mm. <gasps> I'm going with Switzerland.
3: Is it Switzerland? And that is correct, Switzerland. Boom, Send it, it, of course. 20, 29 yeah,
2: pounds a year. You
1: belong there with this I game. mean, it's Switzerland. Like, of course it is, per that? capita. Chocolate, baby.
2: I know, that was the easiest question in the world.
3: Well, you had your chance to pick it. Get your package out, Dan.
2: Thank uh, something- you, Parker. We'll see you next week, buddy. I guess we'll start next week with me getting that. Package. Yep. Next week, it's happening.
3: Take care, everybody, Get and it. thank you for uh, joining. Win Mike Rollins lunch. I'm Parker and telling you to suck it later. <laughs>
1: <laughs> jacket, by the way, On cue, Cube Max Lerner. What's going on, buddy? Mike, what's going on, man? How's it going, no, dude? I feel like we spoke. At, I feel like we spoke okay? a year ago, right? Was that how long? A year at this point? Um, Gosh, I mean, who knows at this point, to be honest with you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, for our viewers, Max and I got connected on Lunch Club. And basically, it's an app which allows you to just connect with strangers one-on-one, which I was telling these guys before we went on Air Max, I think it's way better than a networking event because you have two people with undivided attention and you're not being cluttered with you know business cards and a bunch of different agendas, it's a cool way for a couple people to just connect and you know sometimes it goes into business and whatever it goes leads from there. I thought it was a cool platform. You were, I think, my first uh, lunch club. Oh man, that's I feel so honored that
4: I was the first. Yeah, um, that was a good intro. Yeah, it was. Um, it was funny, like you and I connected because you were like, I founded this company in Boulder. Uh, you know, we actually did some stuff in Four Cons, and I was like, Oh, I went to college in Four Cons, And I was like, Oh, did you, you ever heard of Hungry Rams? And I was like, I used to order from Hungry Rams all the time. That's awesome. So I think wow. it naturally, we were naturally able to kind of hit it off. And, you know, I, I think that's kind of what lunch club is, is like, you're able to just kind of naturally hit it off of people. And I think you never know where that can lead. But when networking is forced, I think that's kind of when you run into issues.
1: Because sure. then it's
4: like, you just like, oh, like either somebody's time is wasted or you're just like, uh, you're just waiting for it to end. So I think if you can just find a sweet spot and just shoot the shit with somebody for, you know, however long, then why not? Well,
1: that's what's cool about this. You both volunteer your time to connect. So it's naturally yeah. when you go on, it's like, oh, cool. We're ready for this. So, so look exactly. what's been going on? I see when I was looking at your LinkedIn, it seems like you've been an entrepreneur since we last spoke. Um, yeah, I guess you could kind
4: of say that. Um, it's funny. Like, so I, um, when you and I connected, like I had recently lost my job, like a bunch of people last year. Mm -hmm. So I really pivoted kind of into the networking thing. Like, all right, I have nothing else to do. So (laughs) do some networking, whether that's reaching out to my current network, expanding that a little bit, but also just trying stuff like lunch club, et cetera. And literally out of the blue, um, you know, I started kind of getting some freelance work and then kind of one thing led to another and i'm you know doing some consulting work for a cool health healthcare technology company which is awesome
1: oh man that's cool was any of that from lunch club like that networking that sprung forth
4: um nothing like specifically that's led to jobs but i will say that like there's a good amount of people that like i've met on there that there's value on both sides of the equation either for me for them and for them for me so i think it's it's good all around
1: Max, what I was really impressed when I connected with you more than a lot of people I've ever met is I know you've had a background in writing and you just seemed, even when you lost your job, you had this open mind to change where you were excited for the unknown in a way where I don't think a lot of people would be thinking in that way. They'd be very afraid for good reason. You seemed extremely pumped for the challenge of, oh man, like, I don't know what's coming, but this is going to be cool. Yeah. Cause I think like, I, I can't speak for
4: everybody, but I can speak for myself with like losing your job and kind of having to deal with the global pandemic that is making everyone pivot kind of like sets you up with a blank slate to kind of do whatever you want to do. Um, and maybe start learning something about something you want to do, whether that's like I want to start a podcast, so let, let me learn about what goes into starting a podcast, or you know, I really want to get involved in marketing. Let me figure out what is involved in like an entry-level marketing or a mid-level marketing job. just educating yourself on stuff because I think that with change comes opportunity. So it's cliche as that sounds. but
1: So what would you say to somebody that's hesitant that wants to pivot, whether it's like maybe a new career or changing careers or whatever it might be, where they're afraid of changing?
4: Yeah, I mean, I'd probably ask them the question of like, what's your biggest fear? What are you afraid of? Because I think oftentimes if it's, um, if it's like the fear of the unknown or if it's the fear of failing, I think that those are both things that you can't really control. I think as long as you control what's in your power, then you're able to, I think the right kind of decision comes to you if that makes sense.
1: For sure. Yeah, I think that if you could be in that situation and feel it, yeah. it really helps. So, yeah, Matt, exactly. are you thinking your day-to-day, like the last year, it seems like you've really took on a role as being self-employed. What Comparing it to previous chapters, even with corporate America, you've had different types of jobs. Yeah. What, what do you prefer? Um, well, I mean, I, I really like
4: the um, – I'll say the freedom and just kind of the, the schedule that like a, being an entrepreneur or being a freelance person kind of offers you because it allows you to work at your own pace. And I've always been somebody that's very productive in doing things um, kind of in my own way uh, with just guidance and leadership from the right people, which I'm getting um, through the clients and contacts that I'm working for so I prefer that I also i mean it's it's nice not having to go to an or it's nice not having to go to an office every day I will For say sure. that commuting is much easier like it's easier to get out of my bed and walk 10 feet than it is to take the
1: e-train 45 minutes downtown you know oh definitely I mean talk about time saving that adds up when you add yeah. that throughout a week you're talking what 10 hours a week um oh probably more because you got to consider like
4: I mean, walking to and fro, I mean, like, it's, it's a lot, especially when I was going downtown every day.
1: What would you say yeah. your, the biggest part of your routine has changed throughout the pandemic, like compared to before it? Yeah. Um, I mean, with
4: being home, like, obviously I'm kind of being able to make my own schedule. So I've tried to fit in like some time to just take a break during the middle half of the day and kind of reset. So I just take my dog for a walk in central park every day.
1: That's awesome. Um,
4: yeah, and it's a great way to, re- it's a great, sorry, as I'm stuttering, <laughs> it's a great way to reset because um, like I, I don't turn on my phone, like I, I turn off my phone, I just, I try not to look at it. Um, I just try to just have a one hour with just nothing and it's a good reset. I will, I, I will say that it's probably one of the best things that I do.
1: That's a great idea because I feel like we all hit a wall like after lunchtime yeah. where it's just like yeah. it's hard to be productive. But what you do, you hit the reset button. Then you have a couple more hours to be refreshed when you get back. Exactly.
4: Yeah. And I'm working with someone on the West Coast the two, So that kind of aligns better with his schedule. Nice. Um, so I'm able to kind of do some things a little bit later on in the day that kind of aligns with the West Coast timeline. That's not the East Coast. For sure. Yeah.
1: Uh, how about food wise, Max? Have you been ordering in a lot throughout this last stretch? You're too much. I mean, who isn't ordering in a bunch? You know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're it's, telling. It's, yeah, just, it's just the, the way. It's me. the way of the world.
4: Like it's it's crazy. Do you have any specific go tos like favorites? Um, so like delivery services or like restaurants specifically? Restaurant specific. Restaurants specifically. Um, I mean, there's a good bagel place by my apartment in uh, in Midtown. It's uh Jumbo Bagels. It's I love Jumbo. Right, so you're oh. on like, is there are you on fifty six? Fifty six, yeah,
0: yeah. I used to be on forty uh, fourth and second, but my brother used to live up there. It's a great spot. Okay,
4: yeah, cool. it's a good yeah, spot. Really, you you seem to know um, restaurant in New York that's ever been bought up. Here. Well, I nice. feel
0: like I, I've lived in Midtown, and my brother lived everywhere. It's but yeah, that's a great spot.
4: You're you such an that's an underrated quality, man. Like to know restaurants and know like what people are talking about like that's such a like a easy just like all right conversation started it's such an underrated thing max
0: i literally realized that in new york just being here for a few few years every single area is just replicated in the in different areas so like the upper east side has the same restaurants as the west village so it's like all the same shit they're all just you know that's why i feel like i know all these restaurants they're all the same
4: yeah yeah exactly
1: yeah, I mean, when you think about a place, a recipe for success, it'll be replicated, right? Where it's like, oh, well, these places survived and thrived, so naturally, we're going to do the same thing here. And yeah, it's great about New York. It's the melting pot. It's the best food ever.
4: That's the best part about New York, that, like, I try to explain to my friends that are in different parts of the country. And I feel like such a dick when I say it, too, because I'm like, man, it's just better. I can't really... <laughs> I can't really explain the fact that it's better. And they're like, Oh yeah, whatever. I'm just like, I understand there's good things in other places, but like, it's gonna be, it's gonna be really good here and you're not going to be disappointed. <laughs> what so, that's the- an interesting or, or take. I Cause
0: what I was going to say just, it's an interesting take just because you went to school in Colorado and then mm-hmm. I'm always curious to what people, you know, think about New York after experiencing places like Colorado or other areas. Because yeah, know, some people need miss the nature and, and whatnot, and then they're in a city that's congested.
4: Yeah, I mean, I think for me, like, mine was always more career focused that I needed to move around and do different things. Because growing up in Colorado, like, Colorado's great. Don't get me wrong, but like, I do not fault anybody who wants to get out of there because it's just uh, there's only so much that can be achieved there. Sure, yeah. it's a major much, metropolitan city in Denver. You have Boulder obviously close by that's a, you know does a lot of stuff in tech. And um, I think that for me, like I was just like, I need to get out and experience something different. Uh, and for me, like New York was always like a place that potentially was a possibility, but never like strove like, oh, I'm gonna get to New York. And it just kind of happened. And I'm so happy here. I can't even, I mean, I could spend the rest of my
1: life here and be happy. That's awesome. That's great. If I mean, yeah. Especially yeah.
0: if you're happy during this present time where everything's just yeah. different.
1: Exactly. Uh, it'll and it will get it'll bounce back soon enough. Yeah, it's temporary. Like it's, that's, getting, there. I, I, it's I keep, getting I better. keep
4: I keep telling myself that cuz I'm just like there's no, sure there will be changes that are more permanent, but I think like the situation that we've like we're in and then are in now and then are going to be in the future are going to be completely different. So it's true
1: um have you been doing any writing lately dude i write every single day that's awesome so matt do, that's yeah the consistency game we always talked about even when we connected that whole when you're doing something you enjoy you stick with it
4: yeah yeah and that's actually kind of like what i've been doing is more of like my passion project is um like comedy was always something that i was very interested in but like never just like it almost was like a fake thing that, like, I was just like, oh, I'm watching that on TV or I'm listening to that. Like, it was never like something that I could, felt I could do. And then I started writing um, and actually going, like, um, you know, focusing on like my mental health and going to therapy, um, like, opened up my eyes to being like, oh man, there's some funny stuff, like, that if you just write in journal and you just um, have a good understanding of stuff, like, Maybe you can turn something into this. So I started writing every single day and started even like writing stuff to be funny, more like comedically, um, which is fun. Um, But also, I mean, it's, it it allows me to focus on something and put like my own thoughts and energy towards something. And I think that's important.
1: Absolutely. I think that's awesome that you do that every day. I I journal every morning. I think it really is important to write pen to paper, you know? There's something therapeutic about that. Hundred
4: percent, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan. So I mean, anybody that's like, you know, why do you journal or why do you write stuff down? And I'm like, what's the harm in doing it versus not doing it? Seriously, it's a great it point. Ten to you I mean you can take ten minutes on it, half an hour, an hour. Um, but like you were saying, consistency. Yeah, is important. So name of I'm the a game. Big, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a big consistency guy. I think that if you just it, if you do something and you work and you're doing the work, then I think
1: that that's the best possible. You're going to come up with the best outcomes. For sure. And what would you say, Max? Last meal on Earth.
4: Last meal on Earth. I guess, do I know it's my last meal? You know, yeah. yeah
1: going when you know it's definitely, that's a death, So death like, this is the last thing I'm eating and then. So yeah, it. calories go out the window. You could cheat yourself to death. Man, um,
4: this, I mean, it's it's awful, but like McDonald's is it's got to be there. Hey, dude, I respect that. Uh, what a happy meal? What would you go with? Oh, no, no, yeah, I can't be satisfied on a happy meal. No, we're going <laughs> like we're going Big to Mac? full no, we won't go Big Mac because I have like weird, I'm I hate mayonnaise, like I've I mean, always no, hated no, mayonnaise. I'm not a fan, so I, if like man, mayonnaise yeah. is anywhere like near it, I'm like out. I also it don't like, che- like, I don't like the cheese. What's that?
0: No, no, never mind. I was gonna guess something else. I was gonna say a double oh. quarter pounder.
4: I was gonna say no vanilla milkshakes. Yeah, so I'll usually go. I'll go like that. I'll usually do like McNuggets and then like a burger and fries. Mm.
2: Dude, that's yeah. exactly what I do. I do McNuggets, yeah. burger, fries, and a vanilla
1: milkshake. Oh, you go shake too? Yeah, that's sweet tooth to Dan. Milk. Definitely. Yeah. Okay,
2: sweet tooth, <laughs> sweet tooth Dan. Rare? Is that?
1: That's what we call him. He loves
4: the sweet. Okay. Uh, what's uh <laughs> sweet tooth is like another thing. My girlfriend and I were talking about it because like that's another delivery thing. That like there's some really good dessert places out there that do delivery, and it's so tempting all the time.
1: Oh man, you're oh, calling me. That's I say- chocolate covered mango popsicle. It was insane. Like I just incredible. delivered dark chocolate covered mango popsicle. Oh
4: yeah, it's like when you have options like that. Like what do you what are you gonna do? Max, You're losing I- money. You're losing <laughs> cool. money by not ordering. You know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's t- it's tough. And it's Max, tough. Where, you- where could everyone find you?
4: Uh, you can find me on Instagram, just Max. Nice. Just uh, Max.
1: Follow you on just Instagram. Just Max.
4: Just Max. Eight two eight. I'm on LinkedIn too. There's a few other Max learners out there. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, <laughs> there was no. This was. This is funny. Do you guys remember the show? Uh, it was on M T V called Two Days. It's like a football show. Oh yeah. The definitely. So well, there was a guy that named- coach.
0: That coach is famous, right? It's
4: um like the coach of two days. He, he yeah, just went viral the other day for oh, did he? Oh, doing he something. Yeah. Also a popular. yeah. But there was a dude on there named Max Lerner spelled the exact same way. And so I've actually had people like come up to me if I've like been at a bar or something, like, oh like were you, you know, on that show two
1: days? I'm like I was not. Yeah. No, but then I don't look any. I I don't
4: look anything like that guy, and B, like, not from Alabama.
1: But Max, you could then just, you know, interlude to the whole. Oh no, but check out my material. I'm Max. Lurie. There we go. Exactly.
4: I'll just yeah. sit there and make. It. If I can make anybody laugh, then that's 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 the goal.
1: Dude, that's what's I mean, cool Max, about that. That gives you that icebreaker right off the bat. You could spray more yeah. up that easily. That's great.
0: You could also get some nice social media clout just. People think, you know, searching Max Learner then just following you.
4: Oh, yeah. If they think I'm the other person.
1: You're and think, you're yeah. a real Max Learner anyway. Yeah. It's not <laughs> like I'm fake. You know, he's. Yeah, exactly.
4: Just, just as much Max as I am. You
1: know, <laughs> exactly. I know a Matt Learner, but. A Matt Learner? Now oh, I know I'm a Matt Learner. Yeah. Okay. There you go.
0: <laughs> yeah. But Max, one last, last question. What, what, what's your favorite pizza spot in the city to get a slice?
4: Oh, man. Um, There's a few places like near uh, my apartment that I like. There's a good place on 1st and 57th, Brooklyn Pizza Masters. Whoa.
0: I don't know that one, I know. Best Pizza, which is over there also. That place is awesome. And then uh,
4: Sophia's Pizza Shop, really good. Yep. Sophia's is good. There's a a good place in Brooklyn uh, that's uh, Best Pizza. It's also Best Pizza. Williamsburg. How about yeah, Jones James Um Okay, so what's the Joe's thing? Can someone explain the Joe's thing to me? Or I'm yeah. sorry, the Ray, the Ray's thing to me, the Ray's thing to me.
0: Uh, I mean, Ray's just one of the, like, uh, Ray's is disgusting in my opinion. But, but, is, like, is, but, isn't there,
4: but isn't there two? There's, like, original Ray's and then, like, a ri- like there's a copycat? I think there's a bunch. I, I think all, all the pizza places in New York had people
0: that – were at shops and then open up their new shops yeah. and it's the ingredients from the you know, the recipes from the old restaurant and they took okay. it. There's so many scandals in pizza. It's, it's nonstop. I pizza just watched scandals, a documentary. That was yeah, I feel like I was gonna say you could probably make a documentary about
4: pizza scandals.
0: I, I just watched one. It's uh it's not on any of the big platforms, but it's it's pretty nuts. It's a whole documentary.
4: Department? Yeah, one of our we
0: had this guy on who's a guest, um, Andrew Bellucci, who was a famous chef at this place, Lombardi's in Little Italy, one of the best pizza places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, ended up um, going to jail for fraud, uh, for money laundering. But now he's running a a shop in Astoria. It's doing really well. But he's jumped around. He was part of Joe's and a bunch of different places. And it's literally a documentary about the last 30 years of pizza. And he's like the main guy. It's really interesting.
4: Dang, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, yeah, document doc. I'm, I'm, I'm big into the documentary game now because we do have time on our hands and there's a lot of streaming platforms. So, yeah, that's
0: yeah. There right. What else?
4: Here. Platform. It, this one's
0: called the Metrograph. It's like hmm. only for documentaries. It's really neat. It's only five bucks a month. Worth the watch. Hmm. Metro. Check it out. Metrograph.
1: Hmm. Nice. And you check another that out. Food that built America's Gray Max. I don't know if you've seen that on the History Channel.
4: Uh, i don't think so they have
1: on like the mcdonald's burger king rivalry history Mm. and all different like hershey's mars it's cool Mm. so that That is interesting yeah yeah that just started uh,
2: kfc like the owner of kfc yeah they have all of those Awesome. like shot some guy who kept trying to steal his sign when he first started (laughs) he started at a gas station (laughs) and he basically like invented the deep fryer and he started frying chicken in his gas station and then he like put up this big sign, and some dude kept coming to steal it. And he literally shot him one day with a shotgun. Hey, that showed out passion. <laughs> business.
4: <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah. Back about KFC. Yeah, yeah, man. People. People can look. People. People fun today fun. Could, Entrepreneurs today could learn from that guy. They can. For sure. Yeah. Protect, protect what's yours. I'm not saying know. in that. Way. I'm not saying in that way, but you <laughs> yeah, know. don't go yeah. to jail. But yeah,
1: don't go not, to you don't know.
4: don't go to shotgun lengths. But like, protect what's yours. There's <laughs> other there's other ways to do it. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Well, Max, appreciate the time, buddy. Definitely keep in touch. And uh, next time I'm in New York, we could let's definitely grab a beer or some food. Sounds good, guys. Appreciate and it. Keep writing. Take All care, man. It. Sounds good, guys. Yeah, we'll
4: we'll keep Thank in you. touch.
1: Definitely, man. Just All follow right, you care. on Instagram. Cool. Sounds good, guys. Take care. Take care, Max.
3: Later, Ben.
1: So, yeah, that was Max Lerner. That was cool. Power of social networks. We, We've You know, a lot of these guests have come from LinkedIn, from Lunch Club. We have next week from Clubhouse, uh, Tech Picasso, Aisha Brown. That'll be awesome. She's got quite the journey. So I'm very pumped to have her. She actually hosts the, uh, moderates the stockroom chats on Clubhouse.
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah. Wow. So that's gonna be exciting. Yeah, I figured who's moderating the insane room on there? And then I look and it's like, oh, that's the power of growth hacking.
0: Yeah. I would love to get one of these Facebook page
1: moderators in there and just rip them apart. Oh man. You're me <laughs> <saying>. <laughs> it just probably, probably got overwhelmed hosting one and just shut it down. Well, I uh, appreciate everyone tuning in. Subscribe to us, uh, bootstrapped in the trenches. And we really appreciate if you leave a review, too. Let's get those reviews up, baby. Oh yeah, Thank you, you, and dinner time. Yeah strapped in the trenches, making moves going all out, everyday handle business, you know that the
0: hustle don't stop, got my team, let's get it, reviewing books and talk stocks, steady keep it moving, so you gon' wanna tune in, get low down. it's an app, get local food on demand, delivery right to your home, everything in the palm of your hand, took hard work and dedication, come through, join the conversation, this is history up in the making, we just wanna be an
2: inspiration, Hey, let's go.